Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Vince. And I'm Ashley. And we are the lead pastors of the Outlet Community Church. And wherever you are in the world, our heart is to add value to your life. That's right. Whether it's an encouraging word, whether it's a topic in the Bible, whether it's a life skill that you're looking to develop and hone in on, allow us to be an outlet for you. Yes, and our prayer is that wherever you are, whether you're right here in service or you're out in the world in the nation, listen, our prayer is that God meets you right where you are. We all have needs, we all have things, but our God is able and he's able to bless you and get you where you need to be. We have hundreds of hours of digital content that is available for you to consume yes. free of charge. Freely we receive, freely we want to give <laughs> it back to you. So make it a point to check out our page, check out our website at the yeah. Outlet Community. Dot com and you'll be able to find countless hours of videos, podcasts, and other material to help you grow in your walk with God. Hey, if you like some of the content, like, subscribe, share it, and we'd love that. <laughs> See your family and friends. So open up your heart and get ready to receive all that God has for you. up to the same page. There are four areas that we are looking at, and the first one is kingdom collaboration between God and man. It has been God's desire from the very beginning of time to work hand in hand and to live and have a thriving relationship with his creation. And we then looked at number two. We, we uh, answered the question, who is the Holy Spirit and how will we work together? Today we are going to continue number three, the Holy Spirit within, which the purpose of the Holy Spirit being within us is for the purpose of character. God is interested in transforming our life, and through a transformed life, that's when we can go and transform the world around us. Then the fourth aspect that we'll look at in this series is about the Holy Spirit upon, and that is for service. Another way to look at that is someone's gifting, someone's calling. God has graced you to do the various things that you're doing and to do those things well. Each of you under the sound of my voice have a unique and specific call from God, and no one can fulfill your calling like you because God has called you to do what he's called you to do, and looking forward to delving into that. But John chapter 14, verses 16, 17, and verse 26 we read, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. That word advocate is parakletos. He says, who will never leave you. Someone say, who will never leave me. Who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Drop down to verse 26. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. Someone say, teach me everything. And will remind you of 
everything I have told you. Amen. So last time we were together and talking about this subject, we looked at the functions and work of the Holy Spirit, and we looked at the promise of security. Many things in our world, in our life, give the offer of security and stability, but there is only one person, and that is God, who is able to give us the promise of security, the promise of stability, and he does that by giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we looked at in Hebrews 13 and 5, in the Amplified uh, version, it says, let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money, shun greed, be financially ethical. Being content with what you have, for he, God, has said, I will never, under any circumstances, under any circumstances, come on, somebody, under any circumstances, he says, I won't desert you. Under any circumstance, I won't give you up. Who was that? Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around. All right. So, um, <laughs> nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree, in any degree, any degree, leave you helpless, nor will I forsake you or let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. We live to that promise of security. But today... We're going to look at the second promise, which is that Holy Spirit is the provider of divine insight. He is the provider of divine insight. And I title part six of this message, Holy Spirit gives us inside information. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I'm trusting in you for the duration of our time together. You are the one to give us insight, insight directly from heaven. You desire to give us the advantage in our life to know that you're with us, to show us the way that we're to go, to elevate our perspectives so that we can live out your plan and do things according to your way. Father, I completely surrender my members, my voice, my tongue so that it may minister your word effectively and accurately. In Jesus' name, everyone says and agrees, say, types in, amen, amen. All right. So he is, Holy Spirit is the provider of divine insight. We looked at John 14 and 26, and this is where I want us to really hang our hat on today. And in John 14, 26, again, it says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything, and he will also remind you of everything. What's left after everything? Nothing. So there is not one facet of your life that you do not have access to divine insight to help you live above status quo and helps to remove the excuse of, I just don't know what to do. He is the provider of divine insight, or as we said before, he is authentic intelligence. And I believe with all my heart 
that being a Christian, being one who's in the body of Christ, it would be extremely palatable and encouraging for others that for those who may not know Jesus Christ and those who may not be born again, they know someone who does. And it's just something about that person who knows Jesus that seems like they're never caught off guard. They know what happens before it happens, and they're already prepared for whatever comes their way. One of the biggest rises that we've seen in our nation, and, and maybe it not, might not be a rise, but we become more aware to it, is the rise of the feelings of anxiety, the feeling of, I just don't know what's next. I'm so nervous. My nerves, they, they, they shot, they bad. And, and God has said that he's given us his spirit to help guide us in every facet of our life. So I want to empower you with an affirmation, a confession that you need to say every day. And that is, the Holy Spirit is with me. The Holy Spirit is helping me. The Holy Spirit is guiding me. Is that pretty simple? Can we say it together on the count of three? Or, or I'll have you all repeat it after me. Ready? The Holy Spirit is with me. The Holy Spirit is helping me. The Holy Spirit is guiding me. But you might say, but I don't know what to do in this situation. Repeat after me. Say, the Holy Spirit is with me. The Holy Spirit is helping me. The Holy Spirit is guiding me. But I've got major deadlines and major decisions to make, and it's very complex. Repeat after me. Say, the Holy Spirit is with me. The Holy Spirit is helping me. The Holy Spirit is guiding me. That needs to be your confession whenever you find yourself nervous and unsure. And you might not know what way you are to go next because we've been given the promise that he is the provider of divine insight. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Amen. Amen. As I was meditating on this message, I began to think about how divine insight shows up. Divine insight shows up before you have natural evidence to prove that it's right. Divine insight shows up before you have a reason to believe it other than it came from the peace of God. And my heart for every person to the sound of my voice, every person who has committed to be a part of this particular local assembly is that I want to train us as a body of believers to become more dependent on the leading of Holy Spirit than reliant on external circumstances to decide what we're going to do. God desires for us to live a proactive life, not a reactive life. In sports, I can remember um, scouting a particular team before we went to play them, and my coaches would always tell me that if we're reacting to what the other team is doing, we're already behind. We need to have an excellent game plan, an excellent plan of execution, so that when things begin to show up, we already have had the repetition necessary to walk through it and to, to, to be able to be ahead of the game and not behind. And unfortunately, we have been trained to live by our five senses. We say, I will not believe it until I see it. I can't trust it until I hear it with my own natural ears. 
We are conditioned to make if-then statements. If this happens, then I'll do this. If that happens, then I'll do this. And what we begin to do is create false narratives about situations that will never exist because we're creating a lab and an experimentation off of our own intellect rather than what the Lord is leading us to do. So we're making all these scenarios up in our head that we'll never experience, and instead of peace, we end up causing worry to be uh, uh, brought up on the inside of us. Do you realize that if Satan has ever told you anything in your life, that should be something that you get excited about? Because anything that he said about you is a lie. If you ever heard, you're not going to make it out of this, you should get extremely excited. Satan can't tell truth. Truth is not in him. Satan cannot declare wholeness and prosperity in any biblical thing over your life. He's always going to give you the, well, what you're going to do? What about this? What about that? Bet you're not going to make it out of this one. How are you going to make it out? And we should learn to trust the leading of Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. Actually, I like starting in verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. And it says, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And we had some fun with that last time. That sounds really nice that you know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who loved him. But as we pick up in verse 10, it says, but in the English language, when you use the word but, it means cancel out what was said before and focus on what's being said next. It says, but it was to us that God revealed these things. What things? He revealed things that no natural eye has heard. He has revealed things that no natural ear has heard. He has also revealed things what no natural mind has imagined about what God has prepared for all of us who love him. But I love the Lord that he is the one who promises to give you divine insight on things that you haven't even seen yet naturally. I can think about five and a half years ago when my wife and I were preparing to launch the Outlet Community Church. As we were beginning to launch, there was a lot of questions and a lot of things that we did not know and a lot of things that we didn't have figured out. We simply were just blindly obeying what the Lord would have us to do. And I can remember maybe about two weeks before we were to have our official interest meeting just to see who would be interested if we did open a church. I received a phone call from someone, a very high-profile leader in the Christian circles, who is a church consultant for uh, various large churches throughout the country, and they were looking for a pastor to take over for the senior pastor of this large congregation in Memphis, Tennessee. On paper, it looked phenomenal. This was a large ministry, two campuses, Salary that was larger than anything I'd ever seen in my own life working in church for the last, I would say, 13 years before that. And before I, because you know, listen, if somebody offers to triple your salary, the first thought is, where do I sign? (laughs) 
But I had this check in my spirit. Now to give some more context, while my wife and I were launching our church, I was also looking for a job to go work. Because I believe a man that doesn't work shouldn't eat. And I'm not going to be the one who my responsibility is to provide for my household. It is not my job to lay up on the sofa and say, well, you know, babe, one day the Lord, he going to provide. Listen, he provided two feet and two hands. <laughs> and you're going to figure it out. And so while I'm looking to launch this, this scratch plant, I'm now looking for a job at the same time. And seemingly in the natural, God has answered my prayer. He has brought an established ministry that is going to pay me three times more than anything I've ever made in my life to be their new pastor because their senior pastor is retiring. In my spirit, the Lord gave me two things. First, he says it's appealing to you because naturally, you know you have a need to provide for your family. The second thing he said was, I don't want you to look at what your church in its infancy is today. I want to show you what your church will look like through the eyes of faith 10 to 15 years from that moment five and a half years ago. And I began to have peace, Colossians chapter 3. In verse 15 and 16, I believe, let the peace of God rule in your heart. I had peace. I can't, I cannot describe peace is like where you could take a deep breath and say, okay, in my mind, I don't understand why you're leading me in this direction. But in my heart, Lord, I believe this is the direction that you'd have for me to go. It doesn't make natural sense to my eyes and my ears. But in my heart, Lord, I'm sensing that's exactly what you want. You're you're leading me toward focus on the outlet and focus on building the outlet. And in my heart, I knew I needed to turn down this opportunity to pastor this large church in Memphis, Tennessee that was offering me three times the largest salary I'd ever had in my life when I needed money and I needed a job. Fast forward. Outlet has launched. We're probably five months in. And breaking news, the church that they were offering me to take over and be the new pastor was caught up in a scandal. The reason why the senior pastor wanted to retire is because he held the indiscretions of the assistant pastor who had an inappropriate relationship with a young lady who was a teen at the time. That church no longer exists today. In the moment, what seems right does not transcend where God is leading you because he's already in tomorrow while you're still into today. And you have to learn how to trust what is revealed before you have any proof that it's going to work out. Because God gives us divine insight. And so now standing up here, oh, I look just completely smart. I knew what the Lord said right there in a minute. 
I knew I wasn't supposed to take that job and live the best I'd ever lived. No, in the moment, I felt foolish going back to my wife and saying, Bae, I'm going to have to turn this job down because in my spirit, the Lord is telling me to stick with what he wants to do with the outlet. And the reality is when I turned that down, it was before this church started. So really, I bet her mind was thinking, what outlet? (laughs) Thank God for a good wife now. Oh, Lord, I got pulled out here now. Here we go. So, so the word help meet, helpmate in Genesis, Ezer is the same helper, Parakletos, that we have in John 14 and 26. So I'm going to tell you all right now, having the right wife is the second most important decision outside of making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And so, fellas, learning in your single season how to follow the leading of Holy Spirit will teach you how to follow the person that if you're looking to get married, that God will send you. If you have a hard time following the leading of Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you, God, he will never do you wrong. God will never lead you astray. God is 100% accurate on everything he says. If you are bucking him, you don't have no chance. And the reality is, gentlemen, we got to swallow some of this ego. Just because you uncomfortable don't mean she wrong. That means you need to grow up. Because they will tell us some adjustments that we need to make for years. And it behooves us to listen speedily. In 13 years of marriage, next uh, month, My wife has been wrong one time. (laughs) How do I know it was one time? Because when I proved her wrong, I threw a party. (laughs) (laughs) But the longer I'm with her, the more God has had to deal with me about learning to listen to her, not only with my ears, but with my heart. And I have been hard-headed. I'm grateful for being able to do premarital counsel with other couples because I get to tell you of the years of stubbornness that I had. And I realized that if I just listen, life will be a lot easier than having to go back to her and say, well, you know, baby, listen, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Obedience is better than sacrifice. She would rather I listen than have to be excellent at making up for things that I probably shouldn't have did or shouldn't have said. Amen. That was free. 
All right. But I ain't, I'm an equal opportunity lender here, so let me talk to the women. I ain't just going to beat up on the men now. Yeah, I know. They say, you keep on. The, the Lord calling you to that book over there. You can go on. But listen, 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 listen. Let me talk to you ladies. Yeah, let, 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 let Vince talk to you this morning. All right. I got you. He say that because his wife ain't in the room. I wasn't going to say it. I, I ain't seen my wife right now. She's from St. Louis. I ain't about to mess with that. So Holy Spirit is teaching you, ladies, how the most effective route of correction is by how he deals with you. Holy Spirit is mannerable. I have yet to see, scripturally, Holy Spirit cut somebody out. Holy Spirit is the spirit and word. Like, look at all these words that, that have been spirit-inspired, but yet they're not used to destroy. They're used to uplift. And so in your single seasons, learning how to be led will give you empathy on what it means to be in a relationship with somebody who's not listening to you the way you think they need to be listening to you. Because married ladies, y'all know, it takes good prayer not to put that pillow over his head at night. Listen, a good woman will make sure you don't make it to that do not resuscitate. She will add years <laughs> to your life. She's going to keep telling you that you, you probably need to go get that looked at, Frank. Listen, Frank, listen, that mump ain't getting any better, Frank. You need to go ahead and go on to the primary physician, Frank. Listen, listen, your eye is all the way out here, Frank. I think somebody need to look at you need to get off that internet and go in and let somebody see you, Frank. To keep you in peace and in wholeness. But as it says in 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 7, you can look at this later. What wins the man who is not doing what he's supposed to be doing? Your lifestyle. Now. I hear right now, but listen, I'm in an abusive situation. It doesn't seem like this man is listening to me. Are you suggesting to me that I need to go back home and let him keep abusing me? Absolutely not. The best catalyst to a change in behavior is a perfectly placed boundary that's done in love. I love you, Frank, but if you put your hands on me again, (laughs) 
That's going to be the end of that. Frank, listen. Now, I'm not telling you to end him. That's going to be the end of the... <laughs> I heard y'all. See, I like him. <laughs> Frank, listen. I love you. But these behavioral patterns, you stepping out, you being out all wee hours of the night, you in this, 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 these illicit drugs. Frank, I love you. But if you want us to continue to be together, then you either have to get help. And if you choose not to get help, you're choosing for me for the safety of myself. I have to separate until you do what's necessary to make sure that we're healthy. A well-placed boundary is an excellent catalyst to change behavior. But nagging doesn't change a thing. It just creates more conflict, and it drives both y'all blood pressure up. Amen. Now, why y'all meddling in my message today? Divine insight. Glory to God. Let's keep reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, no one can know a person's thoughts except that a person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, and we've received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Verse 13, when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Holy Spirit using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Verse 15, those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Verse 16, for who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Uh, go with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I've got to bring us to New Covenant now. So in John 14, when we opened our text, John 14, 16 and 17, um, you saw where it said that the Holy Spirit, uh, when he comes, he'll be with you, and then later he'll be in you. Let's look at now where we are today. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. I want to now bring us up to current speed because what helps us to follow the leading of Holy Spirit in a more precise manner is having a thriving prayer and devotion life where we're spending time speaking in other tongues, where we're spending time praying spirit-led prayers. Whenever I have a major decision that I need to make, I am going to spend time not just praying out my list of things in my own natural words, because when I'm praying in my own natural words, I'm limited to my own natural perspective. So when I have a major decision, I have the decision there, but I make it a point that I am going to 
pray in other tongues because I need to get God's mind on the matter and not my mind on the matter. About now, it's about two years ago, November 2021, my wife and I were approached by a major organization in the area who had noticed the work that our church had been doing in our first three years of ministry. This organization was uh, blessed with a large uh, number of resources, and they did a lot of restorative justice things. They, they did a lot to help people take their next step in life. And the one piece that they were missing was the piece related to church. Because we can do all these things in the community, but if we can't give people a spiritual root and foundation, they'll go right back to where they came from. And so they knew to make this a complete package of what they were doing, they had reached out to my wife and I about prayerfully considering having our church to join their organization and we be the anchor church for this large community area. Naturally, that was very appealing to my wife and I because at the moment, we were mobile church, and we were about three years into being a mobile church. This particular opportunity would take us out of being a mobile church, and it was brand new construction. So it was a brand new facility, brand new everything, brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. The only thing that we needed to do was just open up and have church there. And man, that looked amazing. But again, no peace in here made all the sense in the world out here. Financially, absolutely amazing. My expenditures were going to decrease by 70%. So that meant 70% more of the income that came in through tithes and offering could go to do the work of the ministry. I thought it was a deal of the decade. And so we brought some people with us uh, our our uh, executive director, Diana, her husband, Brian, they came with us uh, to look at the particular property. And y'all know when you really want something real bad, you're going to try to make yourself like it. But deep down inside, you know, that ain't it. That's not it. And, and over the years, I've just grown to the point where when his, God's peace is not in something, Get away from it because you don't know what's happening. However, because it was so appealing, I stuck with it. I kept going to the meetings. I kept going and having the conversations. But every time I drove to the place, every time, because what I'll do is if there's something that I'm looking at and I need to lay my eyes on, I'll drive. I'll sit in the parking lot and I'll just pray in the Holy Ghost and just see what God wants to do concerning it. Every time I was praying in the Holy Ghost, the interpretation I got was nope, 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 nope. But I was trying to force it. And how many of you know when the Lord tells you no, how many of you know that the next thing that you're supposed to do is just completely break it off? How many of y'all think I did that? Nope. Don't judge me. Some of y'all got some relationships like that out there. Y'all no good. <laughs> don't, don't judge me. And so I sat with it. Um, and one thing that I also do when praying about what God wants us to do next is I have a trusted sphere of accountability. I have overseers. I have advisors that I run things to because I just don't know everything and I need other perspectives. And I ran into my overseers, I ran into my advisors, and they all were like, nope, 
nope, nope. But I stuck with it. In April of 2022, or February 2022, I asked uh, the organization if they can give me a couple of months because Asher was about to be born. And I told them that by the end of April, I'll give them a decision. Y'all know what the decision already was, right? But I was hoping that God would change his mind. If I gave him enough time, he would change. So Asher was born. I didn't call him in April because all I still had was nope. Didn't call him in May. But the last Monday in June, I'll never forget, the uh, CEO of that organization reached out to me and said, Vince, we need an answer because we're ready to move forward. What is your answer? And in that moment, that's when I really had to be honest with God. I said, the answer is no. We can't move forward with this deal at all. We just can't. And the person said, what is it? I said, I don't know. It's just no. Well, come on. Is it, you know what, Vince, what we'll do is we'll drop the price even more. The answer is still no. Exactly. That was the last Monday in the month of June. I had called a church-wide business meeting on Tuesday because I was preparing for the Lord to change his mind on that Monday, and I was going to announce to the church on Tuesday, y'all, we got us a brand new home. Instead, I told that gentleman no, and I just don't know why. On Tuesday, I called the church together. And I said, I want to thank you all for working with us and navigating through the pandemic and so on and so forth. But you all continue to be patient because we're going to pray out what is the right situation for our church. And, that was, and, and that's all I had for our church. We'll just keep praying. That Thursday is when I got the call about coming into partnership with Briarcliff Church. And so had I, had I gone with what looked and felt right all throughout, you and I would not be having this conversation today. God sees well into the future, and we have to learn how to follow his leading and guiding. And his plan is greater than anyone else's plan. Even if, it, if, even if it means in the moment you feel like you're taking a step back, you're moving out of the way of distracting forces that were sent to trip you up and keep you bound and keep you weighed down and keep you off God's plan. Sometimes you have to be settled with flying solo until God gives you the word to settle and to plan. Amen. Amen. That's all I got today. Y'all stand up. Just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we'll pick up next Sunday dealing with the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I want this church to be a spirit-filled, spirit-led, tongue-talking church. 
But intentionally, I use two months to show you that it's God's will to help you, to lead you, to guide you. Now it's time to put it into practice. I pray in all of your decisions that they're led by the Lord in everything you do. My biggest prayer is, Lord, not my will, but yours be done.